0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest, we have Carson Lancaster. Did I say it right? You said it right.
1: Yeah, you said it right. Yeah,
2: you got it.
0: For joining us Carson um, do you mind giving our listeners kind of a background on yourself and how you got started in photography
3: sure I got a camera from my parents like most people did around age uh, 10 11 <laughs> my uh, uh, my parents were both uh, creatives my mother went to a photography college in San Francisco oh, and cool. my dad uh, was a creative director uh, in the music industry. So he used to do, um, album covers. All of his friends while I was growing up were, uh, photographers that would shoot the album covers for him. So like my godfather, who's my main influence is a uh, commercial photography and he's been like my, uh, mentor for, for my career. Wow.
0: Dream, awesome. dream.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I was, uh, blessed to have, a. A lot of support and influence from an early age.
0: I think that's cool because a lot of times, anytime anybody says like, you know, in the arts and they do what their parents did in Mm -hmm. the arts is always like you're like you grew up around it. And, it you know, you like submersed almost versus like people who have like no, but like nobody in my family is, is a photographer which is fine. It's just, you know, I always find it fascinating when anybody says like, oh yeah, my dad was, or my grandpa was, or my mom or whoever. I think that's really cool.
3: Yeah. I was definitely fortunate in that that regard because my godfather had this really bitchin' studio that we would go to (laughs) while I was growing up. Like, he was old school commercial photographer, so he would shoot product and then process his uh slides and black and white on the spot so he had wow. a dark room in there as well so i can remember like dark room fumes from as a toddler
2: wow. hanging, oh,
3: hanging out there yeah and he had this super rad um cyclorama built into his studio uh which is like a permanent seamless thing yeah. uh, yep, yep, yep. it, it kind of looks like a more severe quarter pipe
2: mm-hmm. like during, <laughs> <Yeah. during their laughs>
3: skating and uh i just remember we used to have birthday parties there and would have a he had this game we would play uh he would give each kid a piece of gaff tape and whoever could run up the thing and smack it highest oh, on the wall that's so good uh, what a fun game. won <laughs> the game so <laughs> instead of pin the tail on the donkey we would like slap the gaff tape on the cyclorama
1: <laughs> yeah that's the way to do it that's super cool Man. so i guess that that makes sense for everything that you do now especially with like the gallery don't you have a dark room is it in your house or is that at the gallery or I I've seen videos of you doing so dark I, room work. I
3: have a, a gallery space in San Francisco and in the back there's like a, a glorified closet that we turned into a dark room and a couple <laughs> friends and we have two enlargers in there and a, like a big sink and it's just enough for one to two people two people's kind of pushing it but it's a really cool thing to have and I'm very fortunate for
1: that. Oh yeah, that's
0: all you need, really. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I missed that when I we we had a different apartment. I moved. I've been living in this apartment for probably three years, well, probably four now. And the last apartment we had, we had a spare bedroom or a bathroom that was completely blacked out. There was no windows in it. It was in the middle of the house, and it was the best for like that. I could fit two little largers in there, and like trays in the bathtub. It was just so nice to. If I wanted to do that, I could just go do that mm-hmm. for an afternoon. But now I have to, like, hang a blanket up and do all this crazy stuff if I want to, you know. To so. my setup. Oh, yeah. it's crazy.
3: Yeah, so it doesn't give me an excuse. I have no excuse, basically, to not process yeah. film. So I never have <laughs> film sitting around anymore. It's like, all right, you're being lazy. Go downstairs. Go downstairs. Process your film. So very, very cool.
0: I love that. Um, I wanted to ask you, how long have you had the gallery open now?
3: Um july will be seven years whoa yeah wow. i was just thinking that the other day though that exact sentiment <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't believe it and so now we're trying to organize uh, the seven year anniversary show because for anniversary shows i just like to do friends friends oh. who support throughout the year who come to all the shows we usually just do a big group show i think last year we did self-portraits and we had, like 30 different people just submit a frame photo show up with a frame photo it goes on the wall
1: now how does that work with the gallery do you kind of just run like a monthly thing or a weekly thing or is it so our set
3: in stone is a a first thursday opening okay because we have an art walk in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. so it's our guaranteed night to just have something and it's it's good to have something set like that because I've got a lot of different stuff going on and sometimes, uh, I get a little lazy with the gallery. Hmm. So it's like, uh, and it's really just me. I I didn't start it with a partner or a financial backer or anything. So it's, it's kind of like an art school education. You get in, you get at what you put in. So there were, there will be months where I'll dedicate it to rentals and then I'll go travel. Mm. And so we'll have different, um. Pop-ups and things, things of that nature, which keeps it interesting.
0: How did it? Yeah. How did it come about?
3: I was going to art school. I was mm-hmm. in photography school. I uh, was given a given a choice whether to finish, whether to finish or uh, which would have required about fifty thousand dollars more in loans. <laughs> And yep. that's when I decided that I wasn't going to finish yep. and just start my <laughs> start a career in commercial photography. And I started assisting and and uh, doing various stuff for random photographers throughout the city. And you know, I was having a good time making making a good amount of money, but I still felt this itch like I wanted to be more uh, fine art. And I loved my neighborhood, and at this time it was still accessible. This was a bit before, like right before San Francisco, just Blue into the stratosphere mm-hmm. as far as expenses go, right? And I was able to uh, procure a location for like dirt cheap. Like my my mm. rent for a two story spot when I first started was like eight hundred bucks. Wow. wow, yeah, and that's like, two floors, dark room in the back, and endless possibilities.
2: <laughs> yeah. And,
3: oh my gosh. And wow. I was also fortunate that it was a family owned building and not a uh, a company. So they were really cool with a long-term lease at the same rate, which is pretty much the explanation as to why I'm still operating. I was
0: to say, I hope you're still locked in. Jeez.
3: Yeah, totally, totally <laughs> locked in, and yeah. So the gallery is a has always been a passion project, but has been an avenue to meet so many people and um, from around the world, and it's just been a total blessing.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. Congrats on seven years.
3: Well, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, that's
1: that's amazing. I think our former guest, uh, Bob, Bob Price, I think, did he show there? Is he showing there? I feel he, like Bob's...
3: Here, this is my uh, my to-do list that I was just writing before <laughs> we started, which is to, to prep the walls for Bob, who's yes. coming in, in a couple days to hang uh, his first show, and he's ecstatic and we're, oh, we're super yeah. excited. He's such a good dude. He
1: is.
0: When is it going up? Maybe I'll try and come, come see it.
3: It opens on Thursday. Oh, well- yeah, as uh, a <laughs> yeah. first Thursday in April. Which okay, is, but it'll uh, be up for the listed. whole month. It'll be up for the whole month. Yeah.
0: No promises, Bob. But <laughs>
1: yeah, I was I was talking with him. I was like, "Man, I wish I could be there." And he's like, "I wish you'd be there too." Yeah. I was like, oh. man, I'm <laughs> I'm stuck in the middle of the damn country right? <laughs> <laughs> all the time." Uh jeez. I think it's funny. Like, everywhere has a different first. You have Thursday. We have first Friday, and then like downtown Nashville has first and no the second saturday is what it's called there so that's pretty cool because you can hop on like both of those here mm-hmm. in the area and uh but i, I just love that i love the towns are doing that and being involved with art and giving a you know a voice for people in local areas i mean that's that's all you can ask for really yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, w- I watched your the your uh the video of your gallery and you were talking about how like, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch on the show, but like printing, you know, screens are temporary and like a print is forever. And the importance of like, you know, hanging art on the wall and having a place for that. So I think that's really great.
3: Certainly, yeah, that, um, that video was done with a Danish photographer, friend of mine who I met through the gallery. And now we're like lifelong buds. And oh, that's go, awesome. Go and it was really in, well in done. I w-
0: I was like the,
3: three days. He shot the that flying in. Three I was days. like, "Wow!"
0: <laughs> Drone three days shot. And
3: we recorded all the audio in an hour in a closet, just drinking beer in the middle of summer. It was great. It was a great experience.
1: <laughs> Man, yeah, that's a that that video is so good. I I saw. I think that's it was the video he did with Joe when Joe where was he at? like Sweden or something like that. I forget where Joe went, and they did his ether. Mm-hmm work and then that's you were in the recommended feed and i remember seeing that, that was years like i don't know 2015 2014 or something like that i think it or? was
3: two years before before uh, the, the filmmaker's name is jonas jonas yeah really awesome dude couldn't yeah. couldn't recommend enough
1: <laughs> yeah those are really great i
3: love those videos
0: so carson do you still do are you primarily commercial work now or
3: i do a little bit of everything um <laughs> so besides the gallery and then I do uh, the Find Rangers camera club. Yeah,
0: we want to talk about that too. <laughs>
3: um, and then uh, me and a bunch of other friends work for a uh, like a photo booth company.
1: Oh, that cool. That actually
3: Joey Reddy hooked me up with yes, years ago. Yes, oh, yeah Awesome and,
1: cameras. And oh, it, man. Was, uh,
3: it was uh, during his, he interviewed me for his podcast. And we did it in my dark room. And that must have been like four years ago. Yeah. And he was up here in San Francisco working for this company, and he, he just said like in between, he's like, "Hey, uh, I think they're opening a San Francisco office. You want a job?" And uh, that's pretty much how I went from there. And I was able to from there like hire a bunch of friends, and cool. I would just get to hang out and work in, <laughs> work interesting tech events and parties and stuff like that. What so kind between, of a like, Photo Google, Booth It's like a gif. It's like a GIF booth with like a printout. It's like. It's an interesting, it's an interesting side hustle. Definitely. (laughs) So like yeah, between yeah, between the gallery, sporadic photo gigs for myself, the Find Rangers, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it. That's that's how we pay the bills.
1: (laughs) How did Find Rangers all come about? Like, I'm definitely a huge fan of that Instagram as well, and the the concept.
3: We uh, in the in the beginnings of the gallery within the first year, uh, we had a pretty good strong community of, of uh, photographers who would hang out and we just started meeting and showing each other's work around a table and then from there
0: i love that assembled too. like, a,
3: like a, a group a group zine like the first one we did was just friends basically and then it, it's, kind, it's kind of a sad story because you know as the way san francisco goes people people move and people sure. branch out so like of the original three or four members like one friend moved to New York one friend I don't even know where the hell he is the third friend uh, passed away Mm -hmm. and then it was just me and I sort of instead of doing a like meeting up and having that like tangible print thing it kind of went digital which is kind of an interesting Mm -hmm. transition for it so that's when the it became primarily the Instagram and which was interesting in itself because we get submissions from like all over the world now, like St. Petersburg and Auckland and um, Jakarta and all these, all (laughs) these insanely Mm -hmm. crazy places. And just to think that it started off as five friends drinking shitty beer and looking at photos was like such a cool, such a cool thing. So now it's basically like I run it, and just posted the Instagram, and then when once we get the uh, open call or submissions, bring in like whoever's available, whatever friends are around, we'll sit around and go through like five, six hundred submissions, and by the end of it, your eyeballs hurt, and everyone hates each no, other.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> does that? How does that process work? Do you like print them out, or do you?
3: We blast them on a projector. Oh, okay. And we, okay. We sit semicircle and do like the old uh, thumbs up. Thumbs down, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, and then like call those into a folder, and then uh, kind of like whittle it down from there. And usually, it's nice to give it to like well, I like to give it to uh, like oh guest curator, right? That way, that yeah. he doesn't come back on me, right? It's like, why didn't you? Why didn't you choose my photo? <laughs> come on, you're my friend. Like, I submit. Like, well, we do it anonymously. Yeah, wasn't me. Not put, my fault. When we put the photos up, you don't see the names attached to the files. It is purely. The photo. Uh So even if we've had it where someone in the semicircle had their photo on the screen, and everyone's like, "This sucks." Oh no! (laughs) 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 You're like, "Well, that's just yeah, that's just how it goes." I'd be
0: like, "Forget you guys." (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) But I love doing it, and we're coming up on our twentieth issue, and I'm super stoked about that.
0: What did you say, twentieth? Twentieth wow Damn.
3: yeah so uh open call right now is for issue 19 so uh all those out there please submit your film photos to find at gmail.com
0: <laughs> i was gonna say please plug it yes
1: please, please so submit. How, how does that work do you just is it random it could be anything right any,
3: any film any format i used to do themes we used mm-hmm. to do like okay people or uh I tried to get really abstract with it and then you just don't get any submissions. People are too self-conscious about like oh, I'm sure know, there's no we're going to know. But huh. if you just tell someone like send us your film photos, you get some really interesting stuff.
0: Now, really, yeah.
3: really cool stuff.
0: From that, do you try and make a theme or do you just kind of
3: Sometimes something will emerge and you'll be like pleasantly surprised, but it's only through the eye of the beholder. So, right. like, yeah. you know, yeah. like it it's never like a once you get the photos there, then you decide a theme because that's kind of a cop-out. Like, you said yeah. open call, anything goes. Right, you know? right, right, right. True. So, another interesting thing is I do the layout with uh, my dad, which is a cool, like, oh, father, no kidding. father-son yeah. bonding situation because he, like I mentioned before, he was a creative director.
0: Oh, he's perfect. Right. Yeah,
3: exactly. So, he's used to, like, hey, will you change this? Like, will you do this? Like, <laughs> oh, this is, like, this and this and this and this and so it's it's fun to be able to like bond with with your dad about over stuff like that.
0: Twenty years going too—that's great.
1: Mm. How many uh, like how many copies do you make when you do those? Then is it? Do you have like a limit that you that you do? We do like
3: it depends on how broke I am.
1: Mm, so okay. it could Makes be anywhere
3: sense. from like uh, anywhere from one hundred to two fifty. I think two fifty yeah. is the biggest run we've ever done. Wow. Yeah so and then those those bigger runs you kind of sit on stacks for a while but they always seem to to go and that's why i'm fortunate to have the gallery so Mm. people can come in it's like hey do you have issue 15
0: oh that's cool i'm
3: like no but i appreciate you
0: asking okay (laughs) but stay tuned for number 19 yeah exactly
1: That's so cool. Like uh, we always talk about doing something like that. I was just gonna say,
0: Timothy, we we have to. We have to. I know. At least
1: once or at least once a year. Like you drop something like in the summer or something. You know. Yeah.
0: Like open call and just. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we would
3: get a great amount of stuff
1: i miss doing the we used to do like uh what were they like flicker challenges not challenges but you know we'd give like a theme and people would post photos and stuff it was it was a lot of fun but it's it's a lot to manage when you on (laughs) top of everything else in life so it it just got out of hand but doing it like once a year would be cool like just the same thing get a people to submit a bunch of stuff and then kind of just Go through yeah, kind of,
0: kind of what you're saying. How you got a bunch of submissions from like all over the world. We did a mm. um, holiday four by six print exchange, yeah. and we we were so blown away by people just everywhere, like Denmark and Japan and London and and every every email we got that was like somewhere crazy like that. I was like beyond blown away.
3: Yeah, it's it's such a it's so cool. Basically, it's just so yeah. rad to like be connected mm-hmm. using the analog and also. You know the advantage of the internet right. to like connect all these different people. Yeah, it's so cool. The best part,
1: man. I've been dying to know. We were talking about this before we started. Before you hopped on, how do you do those photos <laughs> that are like uh, they're like a double exposure or something, where you have uh, one image, the same image on top as it is on the bottom? Is that in camera, or are you doing that in printing?
3: In camera. Okay. Handheld. It's just <laughs> something. It, it's yeah. It's just something that it evolved from, uh, I used to shoot one of those holders with a pack film back on it. Oh, no kidding. Instant back. And I would Mm. do, um, I would shoot, uh, take a photo, usually a flash because it was such like a low speed filming. It's like FP 100. So I'd like use a flash and then twist it and then shoot it again. And I was really good at lining them up, like really good at getting these like perfect, uh, compositions. And so I, I set out to find a camera that would kind of replicate that. So like anything with um, like a view camera shutter where you cock the shutter and shoot it or something like that. Yeah, but, I, yeah. but I wanted like a roll film. So I looked at the Mamiya 7-2 with its multi little lever, multi-exposure okay. function on the back. Mm-hmm. But the problem was that when you uh, shot it again, the film plane moved just a little bit bit oh. like it wasn't ah. perfect so you would like shoot it and then cock it and the film it even says like discretion like the film plane does like slightly move so i had to search for a camera medium format because i wanted quality and able mm-hmm. being able to like enlarge it very 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 large um <laughs> and i found one in the um Veronica rf 645 which is this like it was i think it was Bronica's last film camera they ever did. It's a oh, rangefinder. Super super cool. And um I heard about it from uh, my friend Bellamy who does a uh, Japan camera hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. He he had recommended it um when he, he saw that I was doing that and he's like, you know and I looked into it and it has this uh multi exposure button on the back. There was it was all electronic. So you press it and it just cock the shutter electronically and without wow. any sort of movement. You just invert the camera, and, and I was able to do that, and I kind
1: of just went from there. Man, I can't believe you're doing that handheld. <laughs> yeah. it's just, because like I keep, for a while, you were posting them all the time on your Instagram, I think, or somewhere, somewhere I was seeing them, and it just, like, it reminds me of that, uh what the heck is that movie called? That was, uh... Inception? Yes, Inception. <laughs> That's a, every time I see this, I'm like, it's moving! Like, what is, how do you even do that? <laughs> Man, so that, that Veronica that Veronica that you're talking about, that looks like a Mamiya 7, right? It, Isn't it, it kind done, of in the same shape of that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like
3: a, a little brick. It's a little more compact. Mm-hmm. And, and after I bought it for that, I started uh, backpacking with it because it's uh, small yeah, nice. enough compact and it's kind of rugged and weather-sealed. And I was really good at, like, uh, so I, I backpack a lot. It kind of, like, gets me out of the city. and. Sure. Keeps keeps the mind fresh. And I would um, have this really long strap on it that my friend made me. And I was really good at like shooting it and then lassoing it to my back. <laughs> like, and just getting it and hooking it. And like, okay, I could keep hiking and this isn't too much of a pain in the ass. Perfect camera.
1: Man. Yeah, you don't see those very often though. I don't think I've ever seen one like in person. I mean, maybe you see it more than I, but I have yet yeah. to see one. I just saw them online. No, I've never
3: run into another person with it. Because I think they were only in production for three years, two or three Whoa. years, oh, wow. and that was when uh, I think it was when like the Nikon D100 came. What was Nikon's first digital camera? like something like that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: When when the advent of the the prosumer DSLR came about, and I, and like I'm sure Bronica was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just put all this R and D into this camera, and it's like it's so rad and it's so perfect, but no one's gonna want it.
1: Oh man, that's so, just crazy. Which
3: sucks because can't find replacement parts for it. Sure. Nobody will work on it. Yep. Like I, I broke my first one and, and spent months calling around to different places like Nippon and and uh Bob Watkins at Precision Camera Works in Chicago and all these every like recommendation someone would send me and I could not find no. someone to work on this camera, so then I just ended up buying a new one.
0: What are they running? Oh. Um, Nowadays, anyway,
3: like you could get the kit on eBay for like sixteen or seventeen hundred bucks. I was fortunate to find a body for six hundred bucks. Mm. Oh, nice! Randomly, because the guy said that there was a fungus in the viewfinder.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> and when I got it, it was brand new, and I could not see <laughs> what the, what the heck he was talking about. <laughs>
0: oh man, it's I love that! What a risk!
3: Yeah, yeah it was. It was I, I rolled the dice, but it was like I needed to finish this project Mm -hmm. that I've been doing with those double-exposed yoga poses. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have this idea for this book that I've wanted to do forever, but I I couldn't do it with what I had. I just didn't have enough. Right. So I needed to finish it. So it was worth worth the $700 and have (laughs) one one more of many, many, many cameras.
1: Yep, 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 yep. yep. Too many cameras. (laughs) Too many. I, I know all about that. I, I had to change my whole office around from this podcast because I was like almost ashamed of how many cameras people were seeing behind right. me when we would do I these know. interviews. It's <laughs> like, don't look over yeah. here. Don't look over yeah.
0: I have no shame. <laughs> Mine are all right here in the back. So. Oh,
3: there you go. I've got, I've got an uh, 8x10 Deardorf on the floor behind Ooh. me. So I'm Ooh. Over. Yeah, and that's just, there's just too much stuff. Too much stuff. <laughs>
1: Um, so you doing that now? Are you shooting some eight by ten? Doing I, some large format?
3: I try to I try to do some view camera stuff. I've got a, a really nice four or five setup and a really nice Deardorf that my friend I had a friend who was into large format photography when he's living in New York and he moved on to beekeeping. Whoa. And oh, wow sa- And he says, "Hey, I got this camera in my in my parents' garage. It's just collecting dust. It's an eight by ten. Oh, cool! Yeah." and then I go and check it out and it's like this just cherry deerdorf mm. with with a oh fujinon, fujinon 210 lens like this beautiful lens and a a nikor 300 and my friends like that's the lens alex self shoots with <laughs> 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 so i've been trying to do that but uh, i am admittedly a lazy lazy man and that oh, man. that that camera requires some it's tough to shoot outside you're right sure sure any gust of wind, because yeah. it's basically just mm-hmm. various pieces of wood held together with brass knobs. So, um,
0: did he give I you a it. deal, or did he give it to you for?
3: Oh, it's, it's just it's on lo- it's on loan. Oh, until okay. He asks, <laughs> until he asks for it back, which I know you're, he probably, you're babysitting. He never will ask for it back.
0: <laughs> There's so. it, it's kind of amazing how many. Like I was talking to this guy, he had a Sony like rig set up and I just was like oh nice nice setup and then he's like oh what do you shoot and I was like oh actually I shoot you know I shoot mostly film I have a lot of film cameras and he was like film you know you know we talked about this on the show a lot. like what do you mean that's a thing and
1: you can I, still get that yeah and I'm like yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and he was like oh I have a, a you know a MIA 645 in my closet and I have a Pentax 6, like just I never use them just in my closet I'm like like just in your closet like i'm like i was like go home shoot them you go shoot them today like stop the
3: closet cameras are the best cameras
0: yeah (laughs) i should have been like how much you want for them i'll give you 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 know i'll give you 200 bucks yeah
3: (laughs) when i was 16 i was digging through um we moved to we moved my mom and me and my older brother moved in with my stepdad and i go into my new room and i'm digging through the closet and i find a uh a Panon F8 wide lens, which is this like really cool 35 millimeter. It kind of looks like it was like modeled after a Leica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I knew nothing about it, and I asked my stepdad like, "What the? What's this?" It's like, oh, "I don't know. <laughs> you you want it?" And so I shot with that for a while, so. Closets have given me uh-huh. pretty pretty, pretty good cameras.
1: Yeah, it's the best. So did you ever finish that yoga poses thing? Yeah, did you ever do ask.
3: anything with it? I'm still going. I had a, I had an exhibition in Tokyo about two years ago. Wow. In a, in a gallery uh, in Harajuku called um, the Blank Gallery. And mm. I, I kind of showed like the work in progress. I did 20, 16 by 20 darkroom prints, flat-mounted onto the wall with like a sheet of glass and L uh, L screws and loved it. And it was great, but it was, it just wasn't, it's not enough. So I'm still, yeah. it's still a work in progress. And, uh, it's, it's on the, it's on my, my giant board of photos <laughs> back here. Of, of oh projects. yeah. I
1: see that. Like it. Like it.
0: So you haven't made a book yet?
3: No. Okay. It is, it is in the works. I have a couple of book projects going right now that are, that are uh, ahead of it. Um one that isn't mine is um uh my godfather who I was talking about before is yeah. like a mentor for me. He uh shot these photos in East Los Angeles in nineteen seventy eight. Oh my god. <laughs> he uh he was a, a photo student at Santa Monica College and his sister's boyfriend at the time was researching uh, various gangs in los angeles
1: no kidding that's awesome yeah and
3: so he did like a he tagged along with them godfather tagged along with his sister's boyfriend to go hang out with this mexican gang in east los angeles called the arizona maravilla and he went there for like the afternoon and hung out and took some photos and family portraits and some guys hanging out in a basement drinking old cans of budweiser and uh they left and he went back to his like home dark room and processed the film made the prints and went back by himself the next week and these guys were so surprised that this dude came back he was like holy shit like you actually came back like and and gifted them prints of their families and like photos of them with their kids and that was that was it he was in and they said like you come back and hang out with us whenever you want So, he spent the better part of 1978, 1979 going back every couple weeks and hanging out with them. So, I have his negatives from that that he never really did anything with. He had a feature in LA Weekly at the time and then just became a commercial photographer, had kids, and didn't touch it because it was still like a... I guess the best way to describe it would be like those negatives were radioactive. Like sure. they could get you into trouble, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. this. This was still a gang. It was there was a lot of like the graffiti and the tattoos and the like the lifestyle that you know you could have gotten yourself hurt had you had you done something with those photos. So he sat on him for years and years and years, and I uh, pulled him out of his closet about five years ago, and I've been really just trying to like suss out the best way to to put together, like, a, a really good, hardbound monogram.
0: Wow. So. How wow, many yeah. how many negatives do you, have, do you think there are if you had to ballpark it?
3: There's, like, 650 frames. And they're all, when he gave them to me, they were all in wax envelopes, you know, stacked. Sure. Yeah. So each roll was, like, st- like, six frames each stacked in six strips, like, in a wax envelope. So I went through and put them into archival sleeves and made contact sheets. And um, now they're in like an actual uh, like archival binder. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Sitting and staring at me every day of my life, telling me to do something <laughs> like that.
0: Are they, what are they, are they, I mean, they must be incredible. I can only imagine.
3: They are really beautiful. There's, there's yeah. something else in it. It's, it's. Um,
1: I would love to see that. I know.
0: Yeah, I can't you, wait.
3: You will. Come on, you Carson, will. get get to work. You get will. to work. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's why I hung this huge piece of sheet metal behind me. Yeah, so I love I that it, too. That's great. I made a bunch of work prints and I've been sequencing them and the thought process is like if they're on this board and I have to stare at them every day, something will happen with it. And so, yeah. so far it's 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 coming to fruition slowly but surely.
0: Great.
1: So, are you printing? Are you like darkroom printing? Wet printing those? The work, for? Print, the work prints, yeah. I
3: just use like a 4x6 dye sublimation because mm-hmm. I, like, I went through when I first got the negatives and did, like, just some Epson, flatbed, V700 yeah. scans. You know, nothing humongous, but just enough to, like, get sure. a good idea. Yeah. And then from there, um, I think I whittled this 600-some-odd down to, like, 300. And so now I'm, like, slowly but surely yeah. going through them.
0: It might have to be, like, a two-parter.
3: Yeah. I know. I'm totally Still, like, I know. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And so, I, from what I've whittled it down to, I know that I don't want um, photos of the children who are in the photos. Okay. Because yeah. I feel like that's something that's like, that could strike a nerve. And right. you kind of have to like suss out what's offensive, what's not offensive. Right. Like, the majority of the the, the, the like the, uh, members and the, the photographs are. Guys who are 99% no longer with us. Right. But their children who are in these photos could have some sort of resentment attached to them. Like, my dad was a piece of shit. And he yeah. was a, you know, he was like, he kind of like set me up for blah, blah, blah. And like, it, I'm just trying to view it through the eyes of them. Right. Because I've been, I've been in contact with, with some people who are actually in these photos.
1: Oh, no. I'm okay. trying to
3: talk cool. to them and really suss it out because... I'm just right. I'm just the uh, the godson of the white guy who shot the photos right. of this <laughs> right. like yeah. this like really intensely intensely like influential Mexican gang. But it's interesting yeah. to see the how like so many subcultures have spawned off of a uh, bat, you know, be it like the lowriders, the fashion, the tattoos, the graffiti, just the emulation of the culture, which has been kind of like spread everywhere so it's yeah. really interesting to see like where it all kind of started
0: yeah and what a what a time era it's the 70s like yeah i had so,
3: it'll be something i promise I, will, yeah, I was I gonna will, say I will it'll be worth to it's you. gonna be I worth the ha- wait i will yeah. have something really really cool to show you
1: Man, see, that's, the, again, like, why I love this, this stuff so much is because, I mean, look, you have a body of work sitting there that your godfather shot, like a time capsule mm-hmm. just waiting to be, you know, like, that won't be forgotten, you know, like, kind of just like how I shoot pictures here in Franklin all the time, like, I eventually want to pass it on to somebody who works in, like, the Heritage Foundation or something mm-hmm. and just be like, here's a decade's worth of photos of this town, like, I don't care what you do with it, just do something with it, because, you know.
3: Yeah. And it's also been cool to like, like I was saying, I do the Find Rangers with my dad and that's a cool yeah. bond, way to bond and like, mm-hmm. you know, work together on something that we're both proud of and, and interesting and keeps going. Um, working on this with my godfather, who is like my influence, like my main influence mm-hmm. on, yeah. on photography, who unfortunately has uh, onset Parkinson's now. Oh, no. So I'm kind of like, I really want to, to make this happen. For him, because uh, he he started as a documentary photographer, but became like a pretty uh, reputable commercial photographer, which is a completely different
2: mm-hmm.
3: realm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, so he's never had a book. Sure. And nothing would make me happier than to like put that book in his hands. Yes. So that's where that's where I'm at right now.
0: So, so it's definitely going to get done.
3: Yeah, by by June. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh man! Sure, yes. <laughs> That's uh, there's a San Francisco Art Book Fair that I'm hoping it will be ready for to release, and then have corresponding shows prints from the original negatives um, at the gallery, and then down in Los wow. Angeles as well.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, I'm definitely I'll stay tuned for that.
3: Um, most likely, yeah. most likely in Venice because he's uh, based in Venice and Mar Vista, so we'll do something around there.
0: Venice is a great place for for art. Cool. Any anything else in the works, or just uh, not that? You did, not that that's Oof. not an amazing. Right? <laughs> Any personal stuff? Yeah, like just I, just you.
3: I did a I did a project a couple. It was last year. I went to London and had this um, exhibition on uh, the Lost Coast, which is this like ongoing thing that I'm trying to like suss out now. Where um, like like I mentioned, I like to backpack a lot, and I mm-hmm. spent a lot of time on this stretch of coastline in northern california that's a a fairly popular backpacking trail but i for that project i went with my brothers um my two older brothers and we're kind of in different parts in our life so it was nice to come together and take Mm. this trip together and so that was um that was just sort of documenting that trip that we did and i'm trying to expand it to more of the northern california coast so i don't know really really out there, many ideas. (laughs) I also wanted to do this project about eucalyptus trees and the effect of
2: eucalyptus
3: trees in California. That one has been like when I was a kid, a eucalyptus tree, I grew up uh, for a couple years in Malibu and um, uh, we had a eucalyptus tree fall on our little ranch house and it just like, smashed through the smashed through the oh, ceiling no. and oh, ever wow since, ever since then I've just had this like fascination with eucalyptus trees <laughs> oh I love that yeah, I love it and it and they're they're invasive to California they're uh, an Australian tree that were brought mm-hmm. yeah, over yeah
1: I didn't even know that there were eucalyptus trees in California that's crazy
3: they were brought over by this guy uh named Abbott Kinney and <laughs> Abbott there Kinney there's a street named in Venice for this guy Abbott Kinney who was a uh he was like, uh, he was looking for economical gain in these trees. He's like, I'm going to bring these trees over and everyone's going to make stuff out of them and it's going to be great. <laughs> and, then, and then they bring them over and they completely underestimate this tree. Like, it spreads like wildfire. They're incredibly, Crazy. they're incredibly flammable they're not stable their root structures are flawed wow and uh you can't really work with the wood unless it's an old <laughs> it's unless it's an old growth <laughs> tree like these things they were cutting examples in australia when they when they got this idea and they're yeah. like oh this wood's great this is amazing and uh then it turns out like those trees were like hundreds of years old so these yeah. trees that are growing wow. in california like it, the woods all knotty and, and super crappy <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> That's nuts. So now they're pr- primarily used for for wind breaks on like ag agriculture land, mm-hmm. like in in uh, but yeah, eucalyptus trees. That's, That's wild.
0: And I have a story every every time I'm down in at I'm gonna be like, let me tell you about Abbot <laughs> <laughs> And
3: his and his flawed trees. And and his why flawed trees he brought
0: here everywhere.
1: Yeah, really. that's so crazy that they're abrasive like that it's like bamboo you know mm-hmm. you plant one thing of bamboo and it just like takes over an entire forest yeah.
3: <laughs> and not one living thing in california can eat them sure
2: no. No. Yeah. Can
3: digest it if yeah you, if you burn it it gives you a crazy respiratory rash if you breathe <laughs> it in like this is these trees
1: like the <laughs> oh man i'm so glad you taught me that tonight because no. That's a that's a that's a good laugh. I mean, it's sad and it really sucks that this tree is just like you know.
3: But they, it's not all bad. People love eucalyptus trees. They smell good. They yeah, they smell great.
1: Love the smell.
0: Dude, they have that one plus side of the. Uh...
3: They smell good, and I they are good for wind bricks, I guess. But they also spread like crazy, and they're invasive. So whatever.
1: yeah, it's it's crazy wild. <laughs> <laughs> man <laughs> I, I can't wait for that project too
3: i think the, the koala is the only living thing that can yeah yeah that's
1: what i was gonna say <laughs> they should have
0: brought those over here you should have yeah. brought those too oh yeah that Come would be great Kenny.
3: that would be great
1: we'll be right back with a listener question for carson right after this message from our sponsor
0: support for analog talk also comes from polaroid originals go to polaroidoriginals.com and use the offer code analog talk 10 at checkout to receive 10 percent off your next purchase
1: All right, guys, the part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And Mr. Chris Visser, you're killing it lately with these questions. <laughs> and he sent this one in, and it is, what is the biggest challenge about owning slash running a gallery? And uh, there's a second part of it, and it says, what's the most rewarding? That's
3: a great question.
1: Yeah, I, I really like that, too.
3: <laughs> the most challenging is relevance. Staying, mm. staying relevant, staying... Staying cool, yeah. yeah, which is which is damn near impossible. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would say like it, it's hard to to stay cool, and it's not really possible. So uh, it's just about doing what you want to do, and kind of sticking to your guns and your passions mm. to the in the first place because. You're not doing it for money. Let me just right. tell you that right, right. now. Yeah. Right. It, ain't, it ain't about the money. Never was, never will be. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, giving people an opportunity and showing work that you feel passionate about. And um, I'd say like Bob Price is a, is a good example. Like you guys know Bob. Yeah. Like yeah. Like from, from far away. You've never met him, mm-hmm. but you can vouch that he is a good dude with a solid heart. Yep. And is like enthusiastic and is a credit to the medium in his enthusiasm and uh, you know uplifting others. So 100%. when
1: yeah.
3: I when I offered him the show, like he was so excited, and so stoked, and and like positive and excited, and like that in itself is worth it. Like yeah. giving yeah. giving that opportunity and like you know seeing seeing someone run with it is pretty much does it for me, you know? Yeah. I just, I just love that like opening night when people come together and get like your community together and and people looking at photos on a wall. It's like, it just does it for me. It's gotta be the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's in the, and in the low parts, you'll, you'll forget that. Like if you're short on rent or Mm -hmm. like if, if it, if it's a rough month or like, um, you know, people wrote some bad reviews or you get some bad press or sure. you know it's like it, it's hard to so it's, it's hard to see through 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 the fog like that and there's quite a quite a bit of fog in san
0: francisco
3: <laughs> <laughs> um oh, man. what was the second part of the question
0: i think you already answered it the most yeah, rewarding kind
3: of. um, yeah the yeah. most rewarding yeah seven
1: years that's yeah, awesome. That's, yeah, that's awesome Man, we, we, we had like a ramshackle building down in our main... Franklin, Tennessee, I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's like this, I think it's like the eighth wealthiest city in the the country or something it is very like celebrities own houses here and it's it's kind of like a mini uh I don't even know what to call it but it there was an empty building for the longest time and the downtown like association here was just like something needs to be put in this building like we cannot have an empty rundown looking spot on our prestigious street and And I was like trying to contact people because I was like, man, it'd be so cool to do like little pop up shows in this empty building, you know, Mm -hmm. like while there's nothing in it and nobody's using it. Let me do like, you know, kind of like what you do, like on first Friday, we'll get like three photographers or a photographer and an artist and a band and give serve wine and do like fun stuff. And they're just like, oh, no. Oh no, uh. it's just, I was like, what? Like, come on, like that would be such a hit down here. Like people were so hungry for something like that. And it was just nuts that, you know, That's they disappointing. wouldn't. Yeah, it was such a bummer, man. So Dang. hopefully someday something, something fun happens where I can, you should put go, you should go back. Like that
0: just pitch it again and be like, let me just, just hear me out. Hear me. Oh, it's,
1: it's, it's like a Chico's now or something oh, no. now that like Dang. that middle-aged woman clothing store. And, <laughs> and
0: it's,
3: it's just like it's a shame because they probably just wanted to see dollar signs,
1: you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's what I said too. I was like, even if we, you know, whatever profits we can give you, we'll pay, you know, give us a number and right. we'll see if we can make it work. And I mean, it's just for one night of the month. It's not like I was trying to, you know, have something daily there. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. But.
3: You should have pulled a James Cameron
1: yeah
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you should have uh did you ever hear that story when he was pitching, no no he was, pi- he was pitching aliens in like in a in a studio uh in a, like a studio meeting and he's got a whiteboard and uh uh really scott had already made alien right uh-huh so he uh and they were they they needed to like renew the copyright so he's like james cameron goes up to the whiteboard and he writes alien and then writes an s
2: <laughs> and, then draw, and
3: then draw, then draws a money sign through the S, and it oh, just like walks. That's, <laughs> the,
1: that's so amazing.
3: It's like showing people, like, oh, there's money to be made here. Then, not that's pretty much it. I that's just the, wanted, to, I just uh, wanted to use that reference.
1: That's a
0: great story.
1: <laughs> no, that's so good because it's sad but true.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, all right. So, so we also do a like a. The second half of our listener interactions is they always ask to ask our guest what their desert island camera would be like if you could only choose one camera. Forever. You're stuck yeah. on an island. Yeah. Like what? 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 what do you got? What um, you taking with you?
3: <laughs> well, that's it's interesting because like how big is a desert island, right? So you don't really have to worry <laughs> about like portability. So there goes your like compacts and your mm-hmm. you're around <laughs> the neck camera. So that's not really an issue. I would go with the Mia RZ67.
1: Ooh. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that camera it so is much.
3: A, it is a tank. I went hiking with it last week and uh, <laughs> would not recommend.
1: No, yeah. not the best.
3: Hurts the neck. Beautiful negatives. And I love the ability to uh, rotate, rotate the back. It's really? all about that rotate. And the uh, the 110 lens on it. I got mine the same week that uh, my friend Jonas Jonas, who did the, the documentary, got his, and we've been like going back and forth saying we both have the same lens, and it's like this lens is so beautiful. The 110-2.8 is like, yeah, it's doing it for me. It's really doing <laughs> it for me.
0: I've never shot that camera, but I've been uh, getting more and more intrigued.
3: Do you know, are you familiar with Nextdoor? The, the app, it's like a neighborhood app where you can oh, like, yeah, yeah. so-and-so yeah. And so is watering their planet. 3 a.m. Yeah. Screw, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, my friend lives in Topanga and he, he hit me up like a couple months ago. He's like, hey, this person's like selling this camera. I guess a tenant moved out. Do you know anything about this? And it was the RZ67. <gasps> and he's like,
2: should
3: I, he asked me, should I get this? Like, I want something smaller than my Hasselblad, something that I could hike around <laughs> with and blah, blah, blah. I'm <laughs> like, don't do it. No, no. that's nope, was Not one. that one. Not, and, and, uh, I like went through my day and this it, this sorta of happens to me. It happens to anyone who has like gas yep. gear you know, gear acquisition mm-hmm. syndrome. Like, Damn, that thing was only four hundred bucks. It's just sitting <laughs> yeah. there, comes with all this cool stuff. And I just remember I'm like eating a burrito and then I just like frantically text him like, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. Did you get so, it? Oh yeah, this is the one. I went down. Oh yeah, that's the great. One. <laughs> I, to, I was like, I hope it's the Venga one to vis- to visit family. Yeah. It was a, it was a necessary purchase.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you. I mean, I could see you getting into that camera, Chris. But it's like it's half your size. I know, so, I know. Yeah. I'm small. It's, it's studio camera.
0: Yeah.
3: It is a studio camera. I I took my um, my brother, his wife, and their newborn to the uh to the poppy fields. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where everyone has been destroying poppies for the last oh, couple yeah. of weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we, we did the hike to the top, and I had this thing with me because I really wanted to, and I don't shoot color at all. But I wanted I to shoot. I was going to ask
0: the question I was going to ask you.
3: I wanted to shoot a roll of portrait of them because uh, their their kid is, like, three months old, and I just really wanted this photo of, like, them in poppies. Not in Aww. poppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In front of poppies. <laughs> and so I went and, and shot, like, one roll of portrait and, uh, yeah, that was, like, the first roll of color I've shot in, like, three or four years.
0: Yeah. Wow. I was gonna That was what I was going to ask you. like, is it just straight black and white, huh?
3: It's just straight black and white because that's what I can I can do. You right. Know? Like, I have friends with Jobos, and who process their own stuff. And, well, Bobby Price has got his little sous vide machine mm-hmm. doing, doing yeah, his yeah. color photography, doing his color processing. But then, like, I don't like just shooting it and scanning it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to go in there. And even if I don't like, even if I shoot a roll of black and white and just scan it, at least I have the option to you know go and make prints. Even if I'm you know too lazy to do it, like I still can. So I can't like colors always been a push and pull with me.
0: So you so I mean that's that's kind of awesome that you like shoot it, develop it, and then like print it.
3: Yeah, like that's your workflow. And it it, it also speaks to the whole like. No room for laziness, being that yeah, I have to yeah. have the dark room. It's like, all right, lazy bastard, get it, get in there.
1: So cool. I really need to get my ass back in gear with the whole enlarging.
3: Just even the action of like you were saying, you have to set it up, like hang, yeah. the, hang the blanket, and do it. Like mm-hmm. that's enough to be like, oh, I'm gonna read yeah. this book. And right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do any number of other things right now. Yeah, yes,
1: yeah. Prince. But, but. That was the best part of having that that second bathroom. Was just like, man, I'd just walk in there, you know, I'd I'd get a little thought in my mind of like, man, I wonder what this looks like blown up, you know, eleven yeah. by whatever, and like get to work and spend a day printing a printing a shot, and it was just so much fun. I I really miss it, but it's so inconvenient, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah.
0: Someday we'll have nice dark rooms set up in our house. We yeah. just open the garage door or something.
3: Yeah. Instead back of two, room. two cars in every garage, it'll be like one car and a dark room. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. What, what also helps is that I have uh, friends who use the dark room. There's like, like three or four of my friends who help out with the gallery who like bequeath a key to them. And oh, with nice. that key, they are allowed to come and go as they please and use the dark room. So if one friend's coming in to print a portfolio or process film, oh, as cool. he's as he's leaving, he's like, "Hey, you lazy bum! Like,
0: and I want to come down, hang out, do like some I've, prints. Yeah, I've
3: got, I've got this like fixer. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to like just dump it into the receptacle. Like, why don't you use it? Or like, I've yeah. got just a little bit of all left. Like, why don't you get in there, and You What are you sitting on? What do you got? I'm, uh, I'm like <laughs> upstairs, just like reading a book. Like, Ugh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Okay." So it's good, it's good to have that like support group, sure, which, even that's if it's awesome. not even if it's not like find rangers anymore. Of us, like we also used to do a critique um, the last Thursday of every month. It was just open call. We would open the doors of the gallery, set up two folding tables, get some crappy Domino's pizza, and send out an email, like a big group email, and whoever we would determine who was showing that night usually three to four people showing a project be it work prints a slideshow uh whatever they had and uh, we were doing that for a couple months and it just it starts to get draining so we like would take a break but mm-hmm. I, I gotta start that up
1: again yeah. yeah that's such yeah. a good idea i wish it always bums me out like i feel like i'm on a little island here because i'm i'm like the lone lone. i'm not from here so i don't really have that like Hanging out for decades, group of friends that shoot photos together, and they're they're out there. Like I know people that live in this area that I respect their work and love what they do, but I just can't bring myself to hang out. Yeah. So you you gotta set like up, a
0: like a little like a little meetup, little hang, little yeah, shoot yeah. And print night or something.
1: You just stop being a lazy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: use the use the web use the web to your advantage, man. Right? Yeah, I am. I'm sure, know, I'm sure you're a, you're a block away from someone who is just wanting to. To hang out and drink a beer and look at
1: some prints. 100%. I have one in mind right now. (laughs) The
3: the print exchange program. uh, I should have mentioned that before, but this was a a print exchange started by a friend in San Jose, California. And it started uh, between him and another friend. They were both skate photographers for Thrasher. And um, one sends a 4x6 print as a postcard. And it was like a whatever happens, happens postcard. Not like... I mean a print, but not like wrapped up and right, then sent. Yeah, right. I mean like a stamp on the back, sharpie I love on that. the back. I love oh, those. That's see what cool. happens, happens. And you would get. Um, so that that was going on for for a couple of years, and I met like a ton, a ton of friends, and we still we still exchange. Like, I met most of my friends from Japan by doing this, so by sending prints overseas, and you just get such cool results. And I still randomly get prints in the mailbox. And I will say there's nothing better than mm-hmm. getting a piece of mail that isn't a bill, a, mm-hmm. jury, a, bill <laughs> a jury summons, or some, like, you know, penny saver. Like, when you yeah. get a postcard, it's, it's rad. And when it's a print, like a friend's photo, even better. Even better. So, that, that program is still going on if, if the listeners want to want to take part. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm probably going to try and take part of that, too.
3: It's just search uh, <laughs> the, the print exchange program film for vida and it's started by this guy jai tanju in san jose years ago and he ran a gallery in san jose that uh, is on hiatus now seeing things gallery but mm. uh, all cool all cool things avenues to really cool people
1: yeah i'll put a link in the share notes for that yeah
0: do you do you print them on a, the darkroom postcard yeah
3: uh yeah, not, the- not specifically the paper like I'll, I'll do the i'll do the um the Ilford postcard paper, but yeah. writing on it because it's RC paper, writing on it's a real pain in the butt. Oh
0: sure, it really is. Yeah. It's,
3: it smudges and it's kind mm. of kind of stupid. So I usually end up just doing um, I'll put like white gaff tape on the back um, uh, and like, writing go. on that or um or My sticker um uh, fiber paper. You can just write directly on the paper because it doesn't have that that um, fibrous or that uh that resin coating that smudges. Cool. Man. But I like the idea of the of the postcard paper because it has the lines and the little mm-hmm. place for oh, the it's stand. Perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. But that's that's where it, like that's where the practicality ends because you can't write on it. <laughs> <laughs> Man.
1: I did a cool little thing where I had a buddy, he's he's like a I don't know if he's like a singer. Yeah, he's a singer in a band and he also does like poetry books and stuff. And I did this postcard series zine. It was pretty cool. I hand printed I think it was like 12 photos and on the back like of the you know you'd flip the page of the zine and it would be the postcard side xeroxed with his like little poem or something on it so it was pretty cool we did a little like split zine thing for a show we did together like his band was playing our the, the little first friday spot i was at so i was like oh we should throw this together real quick so i just crappily poorly printed these postcards so i <laughs> love those though those little ilford postcard mm-hmm. things are great but it was funny because that you say that about the rc because okay. you cannot write you on it like you just a- totally especially being left-handed like i'm left-handed so i just like smudge the crap oh, out of everything yeah. that i write yeah. on i just remember being so devastated about that like oh come on of course do
0: you know
3: do you know bill daniel are you familiar with Bill Daniel Tri-X, Bill, noise? Uh,
1: you would. Dig, I don't think so. You
3: would dig it. Old. Uh, he would shoot like punk shows and a lot of freight, like freight train graffiti and like
1: oh nice stuff like that. I think I think you'd be into it. Bill Daniel, right in there. There is a second part of the question oh, <laughs> that yeah. we didn't get to. Right. So okay, we got your desert island camera. Is there anything that you're like looking at that you're lusting after? We call it the white whale camera.
3: Dude, no, I bought every fuck I bought every white whale camera. You have everything. Yeah. Oh, all right. Best all right. Answer. you know what the last best white answer. whale camera was? This was, was the last white whale camera.
1: What's that? Is that an M4?
3: M6. 6. Oh, M6. Yeah. M6. Nice. And I I bought it cuz uh I'd always wanted one and a bunch mm-hmm. of a bunch of friends around me got them and my one friend Overpaid for like a minty brand new one for like mm. you know, some ungodly amount. And yeah, one, one came to me that was reasonably priced, and I went for it. And I said, "Okay, I got the body, but I I am not going to pay money for the lens. I have to trade a camera, okay lens. So I had a um, I had a Hasselblad 500 CM that was it was my mom's, but. She let a friend borrow it in 1992 and never saw it again. Uh, <laughs> so no. My goodness! So, so with the adver- <laughs> with the advent of Facebook, she gets a message like two years ago from that friend saying, "Oh, oh, Kathy, it's so nice to see you." Blah blah blah. Guess what? I still have your Haasiblot. I never, <laughs> no even, I never even use it. I'm gonna, never s- I'm gonna it. I'm gonna send it to you. So, she sends it back to my mom. My mom has no interest whatsoever in shooting film. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and she sent it right to me. So, I had this, like, mint 500CM, oh, beautiful nobody. Hasselblad, and I already have a 503CX, mm-hmm. which is, it was a gift from my godfather. It was his studio camera when he went digital. Um, wow. So, I already had the Hasselblad, and I said, like, okay, I'm going to trade this for a 35mm Leica... Lens and I did. I did a straight trade for a, a Summicron 35 millimeter, and now I have a Leica. And I think about selling it every day.
0: No, <laughs> keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it.
3: <laughs> man, I don't know. I like medium format. Well, can I say? I sell you
1: do too. I'm I'm like really a... stuck on it right now.
3: If you're if you're printing, man, oh, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing like even a 645 is like just the quality.
2: Yeah, wow. mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. and now with with the six seven, it's like okay, whoa,
0: yeah, right, whoa. you
3: know, man. Because I like sheet film, I like shooting the four or five. It's uh, a cathartic process of meditation and and really thinking out every step. But it's a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm.
2: It, totally really totally it really is. It's totally pain in the
3: ass. I mean, I am I am admittedly a, a lazy person. But I also like to go. I like to walk. I like to move and like, you know, it's like my Ansel Adams popping the platform on top of my Buick, looking right. over, yep. and like, you know, like getting every shot. <laughs> I want to oh move, man. I got two two feet and, and a and a backpack, and I just want to go. So, oh yeah, that's where I appreciate uh, the what is the six four five? You get sixteen shots, which is a good mm-hmm. amount for a roll of film.
0: Sixteen oh, yeah. is a good like amount. Almost- the perfect, like 16, yeah. 26. Like, you get These, to get it out
3: of the camera. Yeah. You're like processing. it. that's like, that's even a half day if you're, you're gone. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like a yeah. half day of shooting. 36. Come too
0: on, much. Now. It's too it's much. much. I Unless agree on that.
1: Dude, I've been really, I've been down with eight. I've been shooting this six by nine. Oh, and yeah. it's oh, <laughs> eight, eight is perfect. Yeah. I can shoot a roll a day shooting eight. So seriously, I've been, I'm been and, doing all right with that. And then you're processing,
3: And Then you're processing. Yep. Yep. Um, I've got some
1: some instant
3: film that's probably just so expired now, but I gotta shoot it. Some old six six nine
1: polar pack film. That's and, the best.
3: You know, some Polar yep. Pan, and uh, my my film refrigerator crapped out on me when I was in Mexico last week, and I came home to like a big <gasps> pool of water underneath no. it. <laughs> and so, luckily, everything was sealed, you know, in the foil packets and right. Yeah, you know, can thirty five millimeter canisters and and everything else but like, you bastard <laughs>
1: man I just had the same thing happen like a say. month ago yeah.
3: so now I'm keeping my film stash in a big bag in the fridge <laughs> you know yeah, I, had is, through, yeah. I had to go through and like take out every box because all mm-hmm. the all the cardboard was wet but it was safe with oh, sauce. I had to like take out every box and like dry everything on a towel and, mm. and you know and I'm like okay this could have been avoided with this bag, this this, <laughs> this high tech piece of like a technology, yeah, this yep. this, <laughs> this <inanimate> carbon bag.
0: <laughs> I just did it to keep them all together. I didn't even think about practicality of like if the fridge breaks.
3: I never thought yeah. about it. That's never, true. I never
0: would imagine that.
3: But yeah, and that's what that little drip tray is for under the like, yep. in a mini mm-hmm. fridge,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which can only
3: which can only handle so much. That's true.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't believe how like my mini fridge just I took an L like hard it was running great and I got it for super cheap and I had it for probably three years and then it finally just took a took a dive bomb yep. hmm. and same thing happened it was just soaked on the bottom but thankfully all my I, I'm like super anal with all my film that I put all my medium format like all the same film in one bag smart in mm-hmm. a Ziploc bag and have them kind of just there so I can pull them out and take them when I need them and they were on the bottom so luckily nothing got too too messed up i did ruin a couple boxes of the fp film but again they're in that foil wrap yeah. so they're fine
3: just just the pretty green box All
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right, and now they're taking up less space so yeah it's okay. <clears throat> R.I.P.
0: well yeah this has been fun yeah this is fun thank you for joining us of course, Carson, this I had has a been, great uh, time.
3: It was nice talking to you guys.
0: Yeah, where can everybody check you out? Check
3: out on the, on the, on, on, on the various Instagrams. Mm-hmm. There's uh, <laughs> mine, which is just my name with an underscore, Carson underscore Lancaster. There's a book and job gallery, all one word, book and job gallery. And great Branders, name, by the way. Thank you. It was a... Uh, I'm, I'm, Happy and surprised you didn't ask me why I named it that. So we'll just leave it at that.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we'll leave it a mystery.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the the old website CarsonLancaster.com, dot with uh, some of that yoga double exposure stuff mm. and the Lost yeah. Coast project and some of the other stuff. And stay tuned because I hope uh, I will have this homage to my godfather uh, East LA gang book out by summertime.
0: Yeah, I hard, can't wait for
3: that. Hardbound, oh. in tune, and on time. Jesus.
1: I'm so excited about that.
3: <laughs> I appreciate the support and the yeah. enthusiasm. It's
0: what, yeah, we'll, it's what I
1: need. It's we'll what definitely,
0: need. we'll definitely push it out for cool. the release Very when it cool. comes, comes around. Timothy, work can everybody, check you out,
1: guys. Just head over to Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Timothy Makeups over there. I make film photography related YouTube videos. Those just go to the search bar. Easiest way to find it is just typing in Timothy Makeups on the search. And I always forget that I have a website. Carson, you, re- you reminded me of having a website. <laughs> <It's> and uh, <laughs> a website, <then>. yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm in the works of kind of revamping it right now. I, I had some sort of uh, internet security issue with it. Somebody had nabbed my password, and uh, so that's all changed up. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I have a website. So that's just TimothyMakeups.com. Chris, where are you?
0: I am Chris B. Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram, Analog Talk Pod on Twitter. And we have a Facebook group and a page you can join and like on Facebook. And I have a website as well, if we're doing Ooh, that now. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's my whole name, ChristineBartolucci.com. Yeah. Sweet. Carson, thanks again. This was awesome. Um, great time chatting with you.
3: Thanks for
0: having me. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.
1: (laughs) All right. First off, we want to thank Carson for being on the show. Guys, in the show description, in the show notes, I'm going to list all of Carson's links for his instagram and the book and job gallery i know we didn't say the name of the gallery at the beginning of the show so it is book and job and it is in san francisco i'll leave the links in the show notes so go check them out check out his work give them some love that's going to take us to the patreon guys head over to patreon.com slash analog talk we have a bunch of fun stuff over there we're doing live streams we're doing after shows there's a whole bunch of perks you can get an 8x10 signed print from chris and i just a bunch of fun stuff so all the patreons that help support the show already thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts and for all the newcomers guys just head over and check it out see if there's something over there that you might like and yeah we'll see you next week later Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving.